Henderson, Perez, Johnny Evans, what a header! Oh, what an absolute cracker from Harvey Barnes! Oh, there's magic in that right boot! You're listening to Extra Time, live on LCFC Radio. Your place for all the reaction to the weekend's football. Hello and welcome to Extra Time here on LCFC Radio with me, Dan Bates, Ali Mocklin and Matt Elliott after a disappointing result for Leicester City at the weekend, which is something that we've uh, not had to deal with really uh, very much this season, um, which is obviously a good sign of a good season. Hopefully that uh, match with Arsenal is just a little blip. Uh, coming up on the show this evening, we will review that game. We'll hear from uh, Brendan Rodgers and Yuri Tielemans. We'll check in with LCFC women uh, and how they got on at the weekend. And we'll uh, preview the game, of course, with Burnley, uh, which takes place on Wednesday at Turf Moor. But before we do any of that, we've got to introduce you two. So uh, how are you? Don't make it sound like such a chore, it Daniel. A chore you, Matt. It's always a chore with you. Good evening to you as well. And hello to Ali. How you doing, mate? Good evening, boys. Yeah, nice to be back. Yeah, get, a, get your comments in on Facebook and on Twitter if you're listening in and try and keep them clean if possible uh, after yesterday's <laughs> result. And, and it, it was disappointing, wasn't it? Yes, <laughs> there's no getting away from that. Uh, for a number of reasons, wasn't it? You know, primarily the result, obviously. Performance was below par. And on top of that, the injury list has been added to, hasn't it? So all round, things certainly didn't go to plan, did they? Because you know, it was hoped for that... Uh, Leicester could produce a response after the disappointment of Thursday night going out of the Europa League in the manner they did. You know, didn't offer too much in terms of a goal for it over the, the two legs in that instance. But, you know, you felt that it was a big game on Sunday, um, not just because of the the opponents, but, you know, the, the, the situation at this time of the, the season. If they had picked up the three points, you know, it, it could have created a big gap between the them and the chasing pack in terms of Champions League positions, etc. Um, you know, an opportunity to show a response, to show that the spirit is still there, um, albeit only after you know, one poor result. But um, they couldn't come up with the answers, really. They couldn't get themselves, like I was hoping they were charged up on the day. And Arsenal, despite Leicester taking the lead, Arsenal were, unfortunately, you have to say, for me, they were, were the, the better team throughout the game, really. And... It just went from bad to worse, unfortunately, didn't it, throughout the course of the 90-plus minutes? Yeah, there was that horrible period at the start of the second half. Well, I guess at the end of the first half as well, Ali. But then at the start of the second half, when Leicester obviously lost Harvey Barnes and conceded those goals, and there was a bit of a, a real deflating feel. Yeah, you could sense it with the rest of the players. You know, with somebody as inspirational, and you know, he's, he's become so influential on the pitch, Harvey Barnes, and... You know, he's extended his he's extended his knee and, and it didn't look good from the start. And then when they get the blow up uh, brace and, and the stretcher, you could see his teammates all looking. And then the Johnny Johnny Evans thing as well. But uh, going back to the start of the game, I was taking positives out the fact that we were, were at the Europa. You know, taking a positive out the negatives. I just thought, well, it's a couple of games we don't have to play with with injury or less growing. We can focus on the league, and um, it was a difficult fixture. Always is against the Arsenal. I think folk underestimate the, uh, underestimate the Arsenal. They are the Arsenal at the end of the day, and they've got uh, quality players all over the pitch. And um, when they turn it on, I'm not saying they're the, the Arsenal of old, but when they turn it on, you know you're up against a, a, a good side with good players who can who can hurt you. And we just we just couldn't break them down. You know, we've lost Barnes, we've lost Madison, we've lost Pratt. So, you know. 
there's a lot of responsibility on guys to you know get in, get the killer pass, get in behind teams, and, and get Jamie working you know up top. But we're just not getting the service up to him. And it's a game you look at again, and, and you can't criticise Jamie in any way, shape, or form. But it just there's just nothing happening in around the six yard box for him at the moment. Yeah, we'll talk about that Burnley game on Wednesday and and what Leicester maybe need to do a little bit differently to to what they did on on Sunday, but. Even when Yuri Tiedemans gave the Foxes the lead, for the five minutes after that, we've seen Leicester so many times go and take a stranglehold of games. They just weren't able to do that, were they? Arsenal no. did play well in that first half. Yeah, they did. Um, you know, pretty much from the off, and it was to an extent it was against a run of play that Leicester taking the lead. Although it, it seemed like you know a conscious game plan to to set up that way. I think they were you know happy enough and content enough that. Arsenal would probably have the lion's share of possession. Um, that's fine. You know, Leicester uh, can play and win games in, in different manners, but um, it, it, it was yeah, it sort of came out of, out of nothing really, didn't it? You know, it was good pressure by Yuri Tillemans. You know, won it out wide on the right, and Tierney had just mentioned on the co-commentary before that about how high he was playing, left that left back slot open, and Tillemans just. <laughs> Gallop towards goal, didn't he? Unopposed. It, it was slightly strange goal. It was a strange goal. Really, in many ways. Yeah, it was far too too simple, but you know, gratefully received by Yuri Tillemans. But poor from Arsenal's point of view defensively. But good finish, nonetheless, you have to say. But he thought, oh, hello, hang on. We, we, we talk about Arsenal's frailties. Perhaps they're, uh, yeah, you know, more vulnerable than we even first thought. But that didn't prove to be the case for the remainder of the game, pretty much, did it? And Leicester. Struggled to make any headway, really. And I thought, I don't know, maybe, maybe I, I was, when I was watching the game, I was thinking maybe the fact that, because Leicester couldn't get to grips in midfield and as a consequence, that has an effect elsewhere. And I don't know, not not picking out Ian Acho, but uh, Ian Acho was, was trying to play as a bit of a split striker at times and deal with El Nenny, um, you know, getting hold of the ball. But it wasn't really working, whereas Madison maybe more naturally suited to dropping into that slightly deeper role when defending. And, you know, that, that was just one angle, one point of view, where Arsenal were able to sort of dictate the pace of the play. And from there, they caused Leicester a lot of problems. Because, as Ali mentioned, they've got quality bags of it throughout the team. Get a lot of bodies forward. And they, they just always looked to have an extra gear on Leicester, unfortunately, on the day. And it, it was disappointing. Leicester couldn't get their game going. And I don't know, even Brendan Rodgers has admitted that, in all honesty, that... Leicester looked a little tired, and that, that's worrying. That's worrying. You know, I don't think you can blame anyone for that. It's just a natural consequence of the amount of games they've had. But you know, it's it's, it's probably the, the honest truth is that. And are they going to be able to regenerate themselves with these two games coming up really quickly as well? Well, I think that's probably the, the point you were making a little bit earlier, Ali, isn't it? That it was disappointing, obviously, going out of Europe on on Thursday to Slavia Prague, particularly again in the, in the manner that that Leicester did go out, but. There's the positive that, is, as Matt's been saying, if there are tired legs in there, they're going to have a week next week yeah. free, which they've not had, what, for pretty much all of, of 2021 so far. That'll help the basic 11 that you know Brendan's got in his head that's going to start the next game. But the biggest problem we've got is we've got too many too many quality players you know, racing against the clock to come back from you know reasonably bad injuries as well. So it's not the manner of... you know. Re- Re-energising the side, like Matt's just said, it's the personnel he's going to have that's going to back up that first eleven, and you know that's that's going to be the tough thing because we're, we're starting to see 
young kids and academy kids who have been the product of the academy coming through and getting on the bench now, and and just going on to that one, you know, I felt I felt really sorry for uh, young Luke Thomas on Saturday. Actually, my mate texted me uh, with about fifteen minutes to go between half time, and he says, "What do you think?" I said, "Well." Unfortunately, I think Brendan's got to, you know, get get young Thomas out of there because I could see a red card coming all day because Pepe had him, and that happens to you in games, doesn't it, man? Yeah. You know, you come <laughs> up, you come up, you come up against opposition, and you just don't know how to deal with them. I remember, I'll, I'll just, I'll give you a, a case in point. I remember when David Pleat made moved me to right back. I played two years at right back, but we played Leeds, and uh, Gordon Strachan was playing wide right, and he said, "Ali, I'm going to put you at left back against Strachan on Saturday." I said, "Can't use my left foot, Gaffer." He says, "Just intimidate him. You'll do all right." And I absolutely had a blinder. And they said, you know, you'd played so well at left-back against Strachan, I'm going to play your left-back again against Middlesbrough. And we went to Middlesbrough, and that John Henry, he tore me inside yeah. out. Didn't help Walsh, you get sent off in 17 <laughs> minutes. So we were, a man, we were a man light. But that John Henry, after playing so well against Strachan, John, I just, I just couldn't cope with this John Henry for Middlesbrough. And I think that was a problem. Certain individuals, isn't yeah, it? And yeah, and I think that was a problem with young Luke Thomas and Saturday. I think Pepe just had his number. And it didn't matter what. What the lad did, it, yeah, because there, there was a case beforehand. I mean, you're looking at people were proposing different starting 11s, and some people are thinking, you know, perhaps Albrighton could have slotted on in Ricardo's position, and then you've got the, the option of Castagna and Ricardo at either fullback. But Luke Thomas has been, like he's been, say, been performing so well, he's been exceptional. You're thinking, well, no, I'd, you know, have I, faith I've got in faith it. in him, yeah, yeah, have faith in the kid, and you know, sooner or later, that sort of situation develops, whether it's Castagna struggled against Tierney, in, in all honesty. He, he wasn't too comfortable either, but you know, it happens. It happens to players, doesn't it? But certain so, games, certain players just yeah, do, I, do I, that to you. I, I think people were... Because yeah, Arsenal, not many excuses at all, you know, I don't, and I don't think this was something the players were guilty of, but I think externally, I think people Arsenal, oh, they're struggling, they're 11th, and oh, they made a few changes because they had some serious players on, on the bench, but they still had some quality out there. They're, they're, yeah. they're a good side. If you... If you Watch that game in its entirety. That you know, Leicester had to be at their absolute best to beat Arsenal on that day, and unfortunately couldn't provide it. Now, just just talking about individuals that maybe you aren't able to handle. Is there a certain Dutchman that also played for Arsenal? Maybe that had the wool over your eyes during your playing career. I thought I'd shut that one in quickly. It's quite a few Dutchmen that played. Quite a few Dutchmen played, and they all gave me a roast. Didn't yeah. <laughs> over Mars. Yes, Bergkamp. Okay. Um, <laughs> a quick update. Moving on swiftly uh, from Brendan Rogers today on, on the couple of injuries to, to Harvey Barnes and to Johnny Evans. He said on Barnes that hopefully he'll be going in for surgery tomorrow. Uh, it's just a repair job in there. Part of the patella apparently separated in the knee uh, and hopefully he can be back in six weeks. It's much better news than what we thought it could have been, especially after JJ's injury. So that's where we're at, we're at with him. Mm, that's what Brendan Rodgers said. unusual one, really, isn't it? About yeah. Harvey Barnes. And then on Johnny Evans, on the other hand, he'll have a scan later on um, today. That was to determine next steps for Leicester's medical team um, to take with managing a calf issue uh, yeah. for the Northern Ireland defender. So we don't know what the timeline maybe is for, for Johnny Evans, but it is better news on Harvey Barnes. Well, yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, than, what, than what we thought than it, it might have. Yeah, possibly. Could. I, I, I thought initially it was, it was his groin, you know, the manner with which he stretched at pace to, to try and get on the ball. You know, you can... Not not the inside, but, you know, the top, top end, thigh end of your, your groin. I thought it was most likely to be that, but... It, it turns out, yeah, it was the, it was quite, the patella was yeah, It was quite clear in the replay. Yeah, uh, when you saw the replay, overextended his knee. Yeah, yeah, and and something you do worry when you see that. You know, I didn't have a chance to see the replay on that, but you think any any non 
contact knee injury, you fear the worst, don't you? Because, yeah. again, what Brendan Rodgers said yeah. in, in the press conference about JJ and, and what happened to James Justin and yeah. probably everyone, in certainly in the stadium and watching the game, probably feared the worst again. Yeah, it's, exactly. quite sc- it's quite scary that we're actually sitting here saying that six weeks is a result without Harvey yeah. Barnes because, yeah. you know, he's... He, he, pretty he, much the end of the he, season, he, though, he, isn't it? I mean, he, you know, for the kid, from a personal note as well, he, he's playing at the top of his game. You know, Gareth Southgate's come to a lot of games to watch him. I think he was nailed on mm. to be in the squad so you know when we're talking about six weeks for Leicester City's perspective you know he's a massive player for us at this moment in time but taking taking the, the lad's whole future into consideration he's going to have to wait a bit longer to, you know yeah. get Gareth back well, in saying, interested saying in the season mid-May though isn't it 23rd I think is it May so but the way the games are coming it probably could be you know yeah. just chucking games at every team at the moment so six weeks what does that equate to in games that's a lot of games yeah exactly it's a dozen or so isn't it so yeah, it's yeah. a big, Massive it's a big miss. Massive yeah. miss. Yeah, and it was also, yeah, as Ali mentioned earlier, it's, it's, it's probably certainly one of, if not your key man at the moment. You know, there, there are lots of key men in Leicester's collective, but he's the main man at the moment, isn't he? He was he's absolutely on fire. Madison to a similar degree, but obviously to, to lose two in quick succession, any team, it's going to be a blow, isn't it? And uh, it, it, it was a sort of... Well, I think Final nail in the coffin on on Sunday, surely. But um, the players, it's up to the players that they've got to react to it. I mean, we, we've spoken about the depth of Leicester score quite regularly throughout this season and how it's improved and people have stood up to the plate when it wasn't necessarily expected in you know, earlier rounds of the UEFA, uh, sorry, Europa Cup and other times in the Premier League. You know, maybe they can do it again when it really counts. We we spoke in sorry, we spoke in the week of it how how good the squad was and yeah, you know, how exactly, far yeah. we, how far we've come as a club. Yeah. You know, by recruiting good players and you know, it's the best squad I've seen at this club. Yeah, I'd yeah, no, I'd agree with, with that. Without a doubt. But they've certainly been put to the test though. Yeah, now, we were it? we were singing the praises about how you know how we how we'd built that squad up, but obviously now with that eight with those eight key players out, mm. you know. Yeah, it's a challenge for anyone, isn't it? When you Absolutely. put it like that, and and also in like little clusters of areas within the team as well, isn't it? Centre halves, you know, Fafana, now Johnny as well. Centre halves and, and number ten position as well. Attacking midfielders, yeah. if you want to generalise it, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a problem. Yeah, well, David Grogan on on Facebook says um, well, he's, he's debating about the, the injuries to the certain players, and he says that. These guys aren't robots. Obviously, their, their recovery time hasn't been great, and and he questions some of the fans about understanding the intensity of the the Premier League. And and his exact words: "This is the Premier League, not the PlayStation." And and these players obviously need this recovery time. It, it looks that way, doesn't it? I mean, the stats back that up, don't they? Generally, I think throughout the league, um, I, I mean, there are different ways of interpreting how things are put down but I saw something the other day where it's, like it's you know Liverpool have been complaining about the severity of their injury list and um in in one context they have got the worst record in terms of I think the amount of players and time out but it, it's about what sort of players you know who is out and at what time isn't it and etc you know there's many things to take into account but certainly the injury Injury impact for for most clubs seems to be higher than normal, and there can only be one answer, one main answer for that. Really, you know, I suppose there are contributory factors, but the the, the condensedness, for want of a better word, is that the right word? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Condensed nature. We'll Condensed let, nature we'll let you off of, of the fixtures. <laughs> Thank you. We'll just rewind on that bit. Um, you know, it's it's causing issues, isn't it? It just goes without saying. 
I think when you look at Liverpool, and it's not your club, you don't, you don't, you don't really care. You don't really take that much of an interest, and yeah, you say, "Oh, Klopp's not whinging." You know, you look at the size mm. of your squad, and then in reality, when it happens to your team, as yeah. in our team at the moment, you just feel the impact of it. So you know, Klopp is right to have a little yeah. bit of a gripe about the fixture yeah, no, congestion and whatever else. Well, I think you've been joined by other people and, as well. And, and, and we're we're suffering that now. You know. Yeah, I'm just looking at. The, there's a website that lists all the the Premier League teams and how many injuries they have in their first team. So Crystal Palace and Leicester currently have nine players injured, which is the most of anyone else. Liverpool have eight. Other than that, that the numbers aren't as much. They're, they're the three yeah. clubs well out in front. And But the thing is, it's not just recently. Leicester, unfortunately, have had injuries throughout the whole of this season, haven't they? You think back to yeah. Ricardo obviously being out the beginning, Castagna oh, yeah, then was out. So but, but they've dealt so well up until yeah. now, so there's no reason why they can't continue. Yeah, but I think the one with us is we, we lost Soyuncu and we thought, oh, wow, that's a big gap to fill. And then Fofana's come in and done exceptionally well. Ricardo was out, you know, and then Castagna, signs Castagna, and James Justin comes up and he stand, stands, steps up to the plate as well. So we had, maybe never knew at the time, but we had ready-made replacements for that, that area and that quality. And, you know, it's put them in the limelight, these guys, you know. Certainly for Fana and James Justin for me. Yeah, exactly. And but how long can you do that ongoingly? I don't know because the degree of injuries that Leicester have got. But I tell you what I do like is, is Brendan Rodgers' response. I mean, you mentioned there about Jurgen Klopp. And, you know, in, in some contexts, he, he, he's got a point. I you know and agree with him. He's not laboured the point. But yeah, exactly. Almost, you know, you know what it's like. When you hear it from your manager, sometimes he gives the players an excuse. Yeah. And I think Brendan Rodgers said, look, I'm not going to cry about it. Is what it is. We need to find a way. Yeah, come on, boys. So, yeah, hopefully that transmits itself to the players. Uh, they stepped up the plate before, and players that haven't been given the opportunity, maybe you know, regularly, at this elite level, um, they they may get an opportunity to stand up and, and dig in. Leicester have found different ways of winning games throughout the season. They may have to find another way or two between now and the end of the season. You know, Burnley, for instance. First and foremost, never mind about patterns of play and triangles, etc. Got to get the mentality, get their head screwed on, and be up for the battle, get ready to get in the trenches, as Martin O'Neill used to say, or old school managers. And uh, as he said to us against Man United once, bed yourselves in, boys. It's going to be a long afternoon. <laughs> and it may be one of those evenings for Leicester. But we managed to get a result that day. And you roll your sleeves up, give it your all. Muck in, you don't know. Well, let's go from uh, one Northern Irish manager to another one now, who have both managed Leicester City, to the current one in Brendan Rodgers, who was speaking uh, after that defeat to Arsenal yesterday. Brendan, commiserations. How do you reflect on today's game? Yeah, disappointing result. I don't think we were really good in our performance level. I thought we looked a wee bit flat, in particular first half, a bit static. Uh, we, um, we went with 4-4-2, but it was too... Uh, it wasn't... There wasn't enough movement in it. It was too, too static for my liking. So, uh, but yeah, second half we were better. Got off to a good start in the game. Really good goal. Uh, but I still didn't think we were taking the ball as much as we would want to. Because I think in the moments that we did do, and we played through the pressure. We had, uh, we had opportunities. But yeah, I thought we looked a wee bit, you know, lacking in energy in the game. Uh, second half was better. Disappointed with the third goal. The second half was a bit better but they can drop their lines in, they're 3-1 up, so you can control the game a little bit better from deeper. Um, but we still had chances, 
Kells had a chance at the end. We go to 3-2, we had a couple of minutes to go. You never know, but uh, but overall, it was um, yeah, we, we we didn't deserve to to win the game. You mentioned it was an ideal start. When Yuri scores, are you, you feeling confident that, that things will go your way? Well, I didn't think we'd start it great, but we obviously get the goal. Um, and then after that, we get moments to, to take the ball, but we're too loose with our pass. And then sometimes that's a sign of tiredness, how often you're giving the ball away. Um, so we, we, uh, we give the ball up too, far too cheaply today, too many times. To concede two before half-time does make it an uphill task, as you say, it gave Arsenal the, the chance to hold on to something. Yeah, yeah, but we still feel that we, uh, you know, Arsenal have shown that they concede goals, so we we've still feel that we could go and create and um, and score, but um, give away the third goal, which is a disappointing goal. You know, we weren't aggressive enough. They had one guy, we had three guys around the ball, and they end up breaking away from that pressure, and then they, they get a little bit of luck in the box where it drops to him and he finishes. So 3-1, it's then tough, but credit to the players, the spirit was good, they kept going, and uh, but we just couldn't find a way back in. We're talking injuries again, unfortunately. Do we need to wait a few days before we know how bad it is for, for Harvey and for Johnny? No, I think Harvey will be out for a number of weeks now. He probably needs an operation on his knee, which is a huge blow for us. Um, we... Uh, yeah, so we think that'll be that case, and then, um, and then of course, uh, who else will do? Johnny, yeah, Johnny had a ca has had a calf issue for a period of time. We've been managing that, but he, he felt it too much uh, today. So we'll have to wait 24 hours on that, I think. And it affected the start of that second half. We lost Harvey, and, and then we conceded that third goal. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, like I say. Once you once you get to three, you got to keep fighting, keep working. Hopefully, you can get something back, but. Uh, but no, we, uh, we didn't quite have the energy and the quality today. You've talked about the honesty and the, the character of the side, particularly after defeats. You're looking for those characters again now, with a characteristic, sorry, going into the game on, yeah, on Burnley. Yeah, this is the next period I'm going to enjoy because we've had a lot of great results this season and we've had a result today and we've got a lot of players out that, uh, that has seen us suffer a, a defeat, our first defeat to any of the, the, the top six teams. So, uh, so now we've got to go away, regroup and... Uh, and find our mentality and, and, uh, and a mindset to fight again. And that's, that's what we'll do. Yep, Brendan Rodgers there speaking uh, after that defeat to Arsenal yesterday. One, one thing we've noticed this season, Ali, is that Leicester are very good at, at recovering from disappointing defeats. And, and they've done that a lot this season. And, and you hope, obviously, we hope that they do it again on, on Wednesday. I think they've got to come up with something yeah, against Burnley. Uh, it's interesting, you know, the stats here. It's the first defeat to a top six, six side. So that makes us a very good side in our own rights. So apart from Liverpool, there was one away at Liverpool. Yeah, early doors. Yeah, 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 early doors. So we're a very good side. The, the league, league table never lies. Whatever yeah. end you're at, we, we, it's a, it's a big saying in football: the league don't lie. So we're still third. Yeah, yeah it's still a healthy position, still, isn't it? We're yeah. still third. I know the I know the gap. The chasing pack are getting a little bit closer, and some of those teams are starting to find a little bit of form. But you know, Brendan just said he needs to find some characters in his, in his dressing room. And let's remind ourselves, you know, when we look at the squad and we think, oh, the squad's not as strong, everybody that's sitting in that Leicester City, City dressing room is at Leicester City for a reason. They're not there by fluke or by chance. They're there because somebody's seen something in them and think they have the credentials to play for Leicester City Football Club. So these players, like Matt said earlier, some of these fringe players who may get overlooked for the start they're living, need to step, step, step up and fit into the jigsaw that Brendan's been building and building because he's got a set style of play and we're not as slick as we were. You know, the passing is a little bit ragged over the last couple of games. You know, the, the little triangles and, and the movement is a, is a little bit ragged. 
but he mentions characteristic and he's got mm. to find those players that are going to be, you know, play for the badge over the next two or three weeks until we get some players back. What, what's the key to having a good bounce-back ability, do you think? Yeah, it's a good question. I think there's a number of factors, isn't there? I mean, you've got to have that ability first and foremost, but yeah, I, I think it's in terms of character, isn't it? You know, and the willingness and mentality to to try and turn things around. You know, it, it's so difficult to put your finger on it. You know, even I remember many a time, you know, in my playing days at different levels, uh, you know, you go through a poor run collectively and you're all sort of looking around and scratching your heads a bit, really. And very often, you know, no one comes up with a light bulb moment and changes the course of it. It's just about working hard, backing each other, dig, you know, digging in there. Getting the basics right, really, you know, is, is probably the most straightforward answer. You get those basics right, and then I don't know your, your little bits of ability that you've got. Maybe you could come through at a vital moment, etc. Work hard on set pieces, which is something less than need to do. Actually, ironically, at both ends of the pitch, you know, tighten just small little adjustments can have a knock-on effect. But to uh, it's different with Leicester because I mean they're not like a team who's been down in relegation zone all year and just got to grind one out and that's a totally different mentality. That can be really draining, but it's a different problem, isn't it? You know because they've been doing so well for so long, and it's only two games. Okay, so it's you know it's not a major drama, but the, the warning signs are there, aren't they? And they've got to react. They've got to get a reaction. Individually and collectively, the strength of character really—you know—just go out there, perform, shrug off any anxiousness or any self-doubt within the group, and you know, strong characters drive them forward. And and you know, hopefully they can, like I say, they can find a different way uh, of playing the football because, as Ali says, they're not as slick and as rhythmic at the moment as they have been at times in the season. And they're probably not going to be if Madison and Barnes are out for. A, Duration, but there's still some very, very good players there available, and they need these next two games in particular are going to be really tough because there isn't that chance to re-energize um, and refocus. Really, that they've got to be double de determined with themselves and disciplined with themselves and strong-minded and and be ready for the battle in the next two games, and then perhaps they might have an opportunity to maybe take a little bit of a breather, a couple of injuries come creeping back into the squad, and all of a sudden. It's not so, not so gloomy, and Leicester still have a fair old points gap as well. You know, there's a bit of breathing space between them and fifth place still. So it, you know, not all is lost right now, and there's a lot of people in a panic situation. But uh, you know, there's there's plenty of opportunities to to turn things right. One of those players that I'm sure is not panicking in the Leicester City dressing room is Yuri Tielemans. Scored a brilliant goal yesterday against Arsenal. This is him speaking after the game. Yuri, obviously disappointing. How do you summarise today's game? Yeah, very disappointed. Uh, especially when you score an early goal, you try to to keep the score that way, or, or even kill the game from from the first minutes. But that's what we uh, we didn't do. Uh, we weren't, I think, good enough on the ball. Off the ball, we were maybe a bit too passive first half, and then we gave two goals away uh, at the end of the first half, which. Um, Maybe coming into the to the second half, you you try and and push a bit more, but then we get straight away a, an early goal again, uh, start of the second half, which has been ongoing the the last three games now, and and that's not good. 
as you say, it was a dream start. Your goal at that point, you must be thinking you've got something to build on. Yeah, definitely. Uh, when you've got an early goal, you try to, to build on that and even play better and be, be a bit more confident. And unfortunately, today wasn't, uh, wasn't our game. To concede one before half-time is a blow. To concede two makes it a real task in the second half. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like I said, it was such a quick turnaround. And then when you go into the into half-time, you try, you try to forget what, what's just happened and, and go again. But we didn't do that, unfortunately. Uh, they scored early and, and then we didn't come back into the game. It's been a really tough week. What's the key from the players' perspective to bounce back and get back to winning ways next week? I think it's a, it's a positive that we play so so quickly this week. Uh, we have a, a game on Wednesday where we can change the, uh, the things and try to, to bounce back, like you say, and, and be more positive towards the other game. So yeah, it's now it's it's up to us to be a bit more consistent in our in our performances. You're back on the road on Wednesday. Clearly, you've got this really good away form in the Premier League, and you'll be using that as, as confidence going into the game at Burnley. Yeah, maybe. I think now we have to recover well, and then we'll see about Wednesday. But it's a disappointing uh, day today, and from tomorrow on, we'll have to, to think about Wednesday and, and try to win. Yuri Tiedemann's there, uh, looking ahead to the game on Wednesday, Ali. And, and I think Burnley, obviously, no matter when you go to Burnley, are always going to be tough, they're always going to be resolute, it's always going to be a difficult game. You know what you're going to get there. You know, there's going to be a lot of aerial duels. You know, they get the ball forward very early. Don't matter who starts up top for them, and then they play on the scraps, and then they've got D Dwight uh, McNeil. You know who's he, he's a talent for me. You know he's somebody that uh, I would have liked to. You know thought we could bring that that kid to this football club. I, I rate him very highly. But yeah, I, I was smiling when we were talking about the pressures of Leicester. The pressures of Leicester at the minute is to stay in the top four. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, it, it makes me smile, not not in a bad way, in, in a good way, because you know, what what are Fulham and Newcastle and and West Brom? What pressure are they under? I'd, I'd I'd rather have the Leicester pressure. You know, with the lads sitting in the dressing room, say we need to regroup, and we've used the word a lot, re-energize, get into the next two games. But we're getting into the next two games against against teams who are predominantly at the wrong end of the table. You know, fighting Burnley maybe you know too far out of it just now, but they're still in the mix. And they, they need to dig deep. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a physical game. They've got some big, tall lads as well. So, you know, Matt's picked up on it. We're a little bit, a little bit not sloppy. I don't I don't want to use the word sloppy, but we're we're not as good as we should be at set pieces for and against. We don't yeah. seem to get many from set pieces. No, we saw on Chew and with Johnny and such uh, and Didi. You know, they're the, the, the presences in the box for us. We don't we don't get anything from from set pieces and corners, do we? we no, what, what are the stats on I, that? I don't think they vary the runs enough as well, but it's become you're getting a little bit of a rut. And I, they, I know they've tried to change it. They've gone through that period where they, they recognise that they're, they're not the biggest side in, in the world. You know, but Soyuncu and Fafana both quite aggressive. Evans can get on the end of things occasionally in Dili, but it doesn't happen regularly enough. Does it? But it, and, they, and they've tried to work short corners and different variations on a number of occasions, which is fine. I understand that, but... Also, just mix up, mix up the runs, you know, yeah. round the angles. back, yeah. It's, it's all a little bit, you know, a little bit obvious, really, but a little bit predictable. And they haven't, I don't know, for whatever reason, you know, it's got to the stage where you can see they don't really back themselves to, uh, to, to score directly, do they? or even indirectly, to be honest. But uh, And then we've got the other issue conceding uh, at the other end as well, where, again, you... <laughs> 
you can scratch your head. You can try all sorts of uh, variations of defensive, you know, zonal, etc., semi-zonal. But you've got to get your head on the end of the ball. You've got to be determined. You've got to be bright and alert <laughs> and rugged. And I don't know, Leicester get Leicester quite often get found out in that department, and it can cost you, doesn't it? You know, like it did at the weekend. It gave Arsenal that incentive and turned the game on its head. Really. Hope I'm not. Hope I'm not tempting fate, but. Uh... Chris Wood likes playing against us since he's left us, and he, exactly, you know right, he always exactly. he always likes to nibble at us. So I shouldn't have mentioned his name, really, should I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we go any further, let's do uh, the first of our we uh, extra time teasers. We'll also introduce our who's the fox in just a moment, um, but we'll start with the, the teasers. Um, so Ali, you've been on the show before, and I think you comfortably won only uh, once. Beginners Ooh. last time against well, you, Matt. It was quite as easy it was, as that. Was it, it was comfortable. <laughs> it was comfortable. T C helped me out. I'm yeah. saying I'm, <laughs> I'm devastated. It's only me and Ali. I like it when there's three panel members. I've got less chance of coming last. Than like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, pot one or pot two? I'll let you decide what you want to see. Does it really matter? Let's it go is. pot two. You can have pot two. Uh, Ali can have pot one then. Uh, Ali, uh, your first question then this evening uh, regards the man we've just heard from, Yuri Tielemans. How many goals is he on now in all competitions this season? Eight. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I know where my money is this evening. Not that many? Yeah. I know where my money is. <laughs> uh, who was Harvey Barnes's first Premier League goal against? Oh, I think I know this. West Ham. Get in. Well done. At the done. London Stadium, yeah? Well done. Good start for both of you. Good standard so far. Um, is that it? That's it for now. Oh, we'll come back. Just get warmed up. We'll come back. There. You've got <laughs> two more questions each at the end of the show. Uh, you can take a look at our Who's the Fox, though. You can get it on screen. Don't answer if, if you know it. I say if you know it. You will know it. Um, this is one for the fans and those at home who are listening and watching uh, to get involved and, and have a guess. Uh, Craig Bennett, good evening to you listening in on there. Uh, on Facebook, you always like to have a go on our Who's the Fox. <laughs> he says it's his strong point. 100% failure we've had from Craig uh, so far this season. Let's hope it's a little bit different uh, this evening. Matt Elliott's got a big smile on his face, um, <laughs> as does Ali. He's got it wrong. <laughs> Although Ali has got it <laughs> comfortably wrong as well. So we'll come back to that one there a little bit later. So so get your guesses in on, uh, on Facebook that should and be on Twitter. Minus a couple of points in the main quiz. That yeah, attempt at that. Disgraceful. <laughs> well, again. We'll, we'll laugh at you later, Alec. We'll laugh at you later. Uh, <laughs> has he got it wrong again? You, you, you'll realise why we're laughing in a minute. Okay. <laughs> He's going worried now. We've unsettled him. Yeah. Wait, can we have the so quiz? We go bro? straight to the, yeah, the quiz. quiz Getting back into the quiz. Answers, yeah. right? uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll do the answers to who's the fox uh, a little bit later on. Uh, yeah, what do you think? Um, we've, we've touched on it already. What are Burnley's main strengths then? Is it the, the strength that they've got, the likes of Chris Wood, the likes of Ashley Barnes? Well, well yeah, that's part of it. Uh, it's, it's more than that, though, isn't it? You know, Sean Dice often goes on about the group and the collective, doesn't he? And you know, he drills that into their mentality and you see the result uh, uh, more often than not on the pitch. Not always. I mean, they struggled against Tottenham yesterday, didn't they? Yeah, they are capable of being turned over. Um, but yeah, they're not overly concerned about uh, you know manufacturing the, their way forward with pretty little triangles, etc. It's it's quite direct. It's quite basic, dare you say. But uh, 
quite often effective. And you know, they utilise uh, the players and the team's attributes to the full, don't they? And and they're not afraid to if it doesn't work. Um, you know, on a few occasions, they're not afraid to persist with it. They they'll keep testing you out, and it's the sort of football if you are prepared and your sleeves are rolled up and you you know you're in the mood to to deal with it and you're concentrated. I, for the level of players that Leicester have got, certainly ordinarily, they've got more than enough to deal with it. But I think that they're the sort of team that prey on your weaknesses. And if you're only weak for 10 minutes in that game, that can be highly costly. And I think that's what teams tend to do. You know, They keep peppering you in certain areas of the field and a little slip here and a little slip there and bang, they're in. And they make you pay and... You can end up resenting, saying, "Oh, how did, how did we let them?" I've seen Leicester do it a couple of times. Totally cruised it against Burnley. Much the better team, taking the lead, take the foot off the gas. Next minute, they're struggling for the last twenty minutes. You think, "How did we let them back into the game?" But they do it regularly, and you know they keep pounding, they keep probing, and you've got to be really up for it and switched on for the duration of the game. Otherwise, they will nick something off you. Yeah, before their defeat away at Spurs yesterday, they were, they were on a, a decent run, actually, yeah. uh, Ali. They'd, they'd obviously a couple of draws in there against West Brom and Fulham that, that maybe they, they will want to win, but I guess they were more important not to lose those games. But then they'd beaten <coughs> Palace before that and, and a good result as well against Brighton. So they were on a good run of form, but will, will yesterday have hurt them as much as probably the, the Arsenal game hurt Leicester? I think Burnley are a side that they'll take a lot of a lot out of that game uh, yesterday, losing four to, to Spurs. They'll go back, they'll regroup. They've got a togetherness, and I think that's what Matt was touching on. You know, I've played in sides where we've not had the the stars, the quality of other sides, but if you've got a team spirit, and, you know, mm. Matt, under Martin O'Neill, I'm sure they had it in abundance as well. And back in the day, and I know things have changed, but, you know, certainly in our era, you train together and you socialise together and that brought you closer together. And I think yeah. I think Burnley remind me of a side, probably of our generation, where they look as if they want to do it collectively all yeah. the time for each other and not let, their, not let their fellow players down. And if we don't overcome that, you know, we're going to come under a lot of pressure aerial-wise from set pieces and, and corners uh, on Wednesday. And we've got to be strong-minded to do that. But it's not always ability and talent that win your games. You know, it's sticking together and having a, a dressing room that everybody's pulling in the same direction and want to do well for each other. And Burnley remind me of an old-fashioned team. Yeah, it's huge. And I think, well, you, you effectively you're saying the point I was just going to reinforce as well, that they back each other, but you, you get a feeling that they want to do it for their manager as well. And not all teams are like that. You know, the teams will do it. They'll listen to their manager or coach or go along with what he says, but they're not always... You know, totally on board with him. He's not part of the gang, but he is the reason that they are so close. I feel you know, Dice is instrumental in everything at that club, and he he builds that field, doesn't he? And that's a large factor in, in why they've survived. I'm not going to ask you to name names. I've I've certainly done it. And I'm quite sure you've done it. You know, certain managers come to the football club, and they just they're just not your type of yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. And you know, a manager picks Ali Morgan. I'm giving him my all. Yeah, on that day, don't yeah. you? Yeah, and certain managers that come to clubs and stuff like that, you don't have that, you don't have that rapport with them, and you, you know, you, I'm not saying you don't try, but there's just something in your in your in your body that yeah, you, well, you, you end up playing sort of individually, don't you? Yeah. and it, it can affect the the team spirit as well. But you, 
Certain like managers. You, you, you don't noticeably or intensely no, you don't. worsen your performance. Certain managers. Which is so constant. Yeah, when everyone's in it together, certain it's managers just get you a bit, drive, get you a bit more. Yeah. How do you think Brendan Rodgers will approach the game? And I'm talking, obviously, we gave the update on Harvey Barnes. We know he won't be involved. James Madison won't be involved. Johnny Evans, we don't know about, obviously. Uh, what do you think he'll do team wise? Stick with the same type of system? He's got to. Yeah, I think he's got to. You know, he's got to um, absorb the pressure we've spoken about. Um, whether he, whether he goes a wee bit more solid with a three at the back, you know, with the two wing backs, he might do that. You know, but personnel won't change much. Amartey will come into the side. Uh, I'm, I'm quite sure that'll happen if, if Johnny's not about. Um, but yeah, if you're asking me, I, I would think he might go three. Three with the wing backs. And it's it's yeah, an interesting no, idea because obviously it gives consider, yeah, it? Castagno and Ricardo <clears throat> going forward. Yeah, yeah, it's working. Uh, yeah, could well do. Could well do. Then what? Well, just trying to think what the personnel would be. Well, all Brighton as a wing back or has it well, no, three? Ricardo and Castagno. Ricardo and Castagno wing back. Sorry, Amate. Maybe Sayonchu, and you might bring Fuchs in to play that left side centre back. Yeah, Fuchs is, is you know, spinning he's, around, he's, isn't he? He's, he's rested well, uh, Christian. So, like yeah, I say, yeah, we're, we're shouts there. So, what would you put under an All Brighton? Well, I think either I'd, side of Vardy. I think I'd go with the three centre halves we've just spoken about. You know, Marty, Sayonchu, and Fuchs. Yeah, and then go with um, Castagna and Ricardo. Yeah, and then and Didi and Tillemans. Yeah, and then Jamie. Then what we've got. Still another pop, pop yeah, yeah, then, you, you, then, then you've just got, well, that's... You fit Ian Acho in that role somewhere. Yeah, it's difficult, it's difficult, isn't it? We spoke about Ian Acho earlier and you were saying you, you want him to come in and do a little bit more in midfield. It's, it's difficult for an out-and-out striker to play the 10 no, role. No. Exactly, yeah, it's hard for him to yeah. do that, isn't it? When you, It's naturally your game or not, isn't it? And as you said, Brendan put it down as a 4-4-2, but that, that second striker's got a split. And I don't know, I think it calls... They couldn't get hold of midfield, could they? No. But I don't know. They, I don't know. I, I need longer to mull that one over, to I be think, honest. I yeah. should have done it before the show, yeah, really, I think, shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah, but that would have mean you'd have been preparing for a show. So. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you'll go with the three, personally speaking. Can well but, see it, yeah. yeah. With, with yeah the, if Evans is out. If Evans is out, I think yeah. it could be a Marty Soyuncu and yeah, yeah, Fuchs. Yeah. If and Evans then, is out, I think the three will come. And, and then piece the rest in and, and round about that. Yeah, been been interesting one. It, it's good seeing Ricardo back, isn't it? it? He's one shining positive that we can take. Yeah, not I've back, got, not I've, back I've, to his best yet. Though. I've got another four mates. He may he may go like a three five, like three centrally as well, and then you've got the two up front, which he has done before. Ian Acho and, and Vardy, possibly like load the midfield up a little bit yeah. as well. But what? So still the five at the back, but well, look, look, not referring back to our days again. But we used to play that three five two. In midfield, one can get advanced in the middle and support, and then you've got the wing backs getting forward, a bit of width, etc. Might be a shout. In fact, that's what I'm going for. I think I'm going to be right. Okay. <laughs> can I get a point for that, please? No. <laughs> Especially not on Wednesday when that's not the team that, that's um, Yeah, Ricardo, it's a good. Seeing him back and seeing him back regularly is good. I think he's still obviously not quite at the level that we know that he can get to, but that's because he's been out for, what, almost yeah, a year? Yeah, I touched on that. With an injury, yeah. yeah. I've touched on that. You know, talking to him, just, you know, general fo football chat with, you know, football supporters and stuff like that. Great to see him back. My favourite player, probably last season. Um, but it takes time. 
You know, he's a little bit ring rusty, the old yeah. boxing terms, a little bit ring rusty. He's giving the ball away a little bit more than he would like. And you can see with his body language and his facial expressions sometimes, you know, he's just not as slick as he was. But he'll, he'll be back. Quality. Absolute quality. Uh, LCFC women played their first game yesterday since the 17th of January, or first league game since the 17th of January. Um, but the side that sit top of the FA Women's Championship picked up exactly where they left off uh, with a 1-0 home win against Crystal Palace. Hannah Kane scored her first goal uh, in Leicester Colours in the first half, meaning it's now eight straight league wins for the Foxes. Performance, but obviously I wouldn't have got the goal if it wasn't for the girls and the build-up behind it. Um, we've worked a lot on that specifically this week in training, so it's again it's always nice to see what you train and work on um, put, come off in a game. And in terms of the league table as well, keeps us top of the table. Um, you must be really pleased with kind of how things are going at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we just need to focus on ourselves. Um, we don't like to get caught up with what other teams are doing. Obviously, it's very tight. And if you focus on them too much, you lose track of what you're doing. So I think we do very well as a team to just focus on ourselves. And then that shows in the performances. That's Hannah Kane there speaking to our reporter, Sam Jones. Well done to her for scoring her first Leicester goal. And also after the game, uh, manager Jonathan Morgan gave his assessment of the victory. I felt that we had a lot of chances today. Um, and another day, I think we could have had three or four goals, if I'm honest. But saying that, Palace put the bodies on the line and they made it very difficult for us. And... For us, a 1-0 result in the win was definitely deserved, but at the same time, it was just waiting for that one chance of Palace to see what, what they could do, and thankfully it never came. But it was a, it was a gritty performance by the girls. It was, it was um, a great performance considering we've been out of league action, I think now for seven weeks, so really pleased with that. Yep, well done to LCFC Women, continuing that fantastic run of form. Uh, Leicester City's under-23s play this evening. Uh, they face off with Chelsea. You can follow all the updates on uh, on our social media channels and on lcfc.com, of course, uh, as well. Uh, we've got about 10 minutes to go until we go back to the quiz and, and the Who's the Fox, so we can talk about some of the other results that took place at the weekend. We might as well start with the Burnley game, because obviously we're playing them on Wednesday, and Tottenham looked really good, didn't they? I don't know. I didn't watch the game. <laughs> Ali, Tottenham looked really good. I, I saw yeah. the scoreline, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the big signing turned up for once. And Mr Bale decided to put a, a shirt on him. Yeah, a, yeah, put, I, I did hear. I did and, hear. and put a shift in. His second goal was Gareth Bale-esque. You know, he just you know took it in his stride and curled it in off the post. Pope just stood and watched it. But uh, yeah, it looked as if he had a bit of appetite uh, for the game. Uh, Son missed a couple of chances. Kane was there. You know, they, they looked... As good as uh, Spurs' performance as I've seen for the last couple of months, you know they looked as if they were up for the game and got the result they deserved. So, yeah, yeah. They're, they're slightly concerning as well, isn't it? The team like Chelsea, uh, Chelsea, Man U sort of cancelled each other out, but Chelsea going quite strong, aren't they? Tottenham picking up a bit. The the, the, the big sides, people saying, "Oh, it's, it's an unusual season," which it is, but even even Arsenal, I don't think they'll have enough to be a threat towards Leicester this, this season. Not this season. Not no. this season. No, it's too late. But but the, the, those teams will come on strong towards the end of the season, especially because they do have that greater quality in depth as much as anything. And they have that extra sprinkling of a real class, don't they? Even if you know that hasn't been performing all the time. But those two teams, in, in particular, Chelsea and Tottenham, are 
they're going to be eyeing Leicester's situation at the keep moment. An eye on West, yeah. keep, keep an eye on West Ham. Yeah, West Ham, exactly. Yeah, I mean, they're not, <coughs> not going away anyway, anytime soon. No, they? I don't think so. No, they're, they're, uh, they're genuine <coughs> contenders as well. So they're all, listen, it all puts a little bit of extra pressure on Leicester's situation. But it's like Ali touched upon, remind yourself of like why you're getting this pressure because you're doing so well. Look at the position that Leicester are. It's a positive pressure. There's pressure pretty much wherever you are in the league bar you know the absolute middle of the table but even then even even Leicester situation we're in the middle of the table there's, there's grumblings about oh we should be doing better than this we won the league four or five years ago so you know there's always uh, always the heat on and um, now it's no different but you know, players are more accustomed to dealing with it than than I think they're given credit for sometimes. Yeah, we were talking off air, weren't we, Ali, about West Ham, and you've been really, really impressed with them this season. I think, as, as have a lot of people, obviously. I think Moyes has done a fantastic job there, you know, and you know he's pulled a masterstroke. You know, who, who would have thought that Jesse Lingard would have given them the the, the lift? He just seems to have been there for ever and a day, Jesse, when he's since he's pulled that shot on. He's just he's, he, back to the form that you know when he was playing for England, he was just. Well, I'm not going to say unplayable. You know, he's not in that bracket at the minute, but he's certainly lifted the spirits of the, the West Ham dressing room, and everybody's responded to him down there. And then you've got Antonio up, up top, who just—he's a handful. Matt is an ex-centre yeah. ex half that he, he, he contributes everything. He can yeah, go. No. He, he can go into the number ten role and hold the ball up and bring the runners in. He can get on the end of stuff. He's a physical presence. Centre halves know they're in a game when they play play against them. So, you know. Fair play to David Moyes. He, he must be in contention for manager of the season the way he's, he's resurrected. Yeah, if they that, can that continue that, yeah. that level of performance, for, yeah, fair play. Particularly the, the, the two players that well, used to play for Slavia Prague, of course, Tom yeah. Suchek and, and Sufal have looked really well, good. Well, it wasn't long ago, was it? I think I'm right in saying that you know, at the start of the season, they lost a couple and then they had a horrendous fixture list, didn't they? And people were saying West Ham could be down before they win a game. <laughs> you know, it, it was all doom and gloom because they'd let a player go or two and, you know, the boardroom unrest, etc. It, it was literally that negative, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, they were yeah. saying they were done and dusted and they got through that period reasonably well and then, well, we've seen the upturn and you say David Moyes had a fair few critics over the recent years but uh, he's, uh, he's making people pay for those criticisms now, isn't he? He's Another one of those teams that are in and around Leicester at the... SA in and around. They're, they're nine points behind. They've got two games in hand, though. One of those games is this evening. Villa. Everton. Everton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everton. They play Southampton tonight. Yeah. Goodison Park. That, that, that on paper looks like it'll be a good game. Does. Yeah. I'm surprised that Southampton have dropped off. I thought, I thought they, were, they were making inroads, you know, like Wolves last year. I thought um, they were going to be pushing for a top six side uh, this year. They were, they were on fire, you know, just about a, a third of the way through the season. Oh, top of the league at one point. Yeah, Hassan Hutton. It shows you how hard it is to sustain it, though, Ali, doesn't it? Because yeah, I mean, Southampton, Everton started off in the first four games, didn't they? Yeah, and everyone's going, oh, they could be their what? turn this year. They, they've hung in there reasonably well. Now remember. Sorry, um, right. I remember listening to Jeff and the boys talking and uh, Merson and whoever was on the panel saying that Hasenhutl was destined for bigger things because yeah. of the way he'd resurrected the yeah. Southampton, the way he'd got them playing and where they were in the league. Yeah. And they were all tipping them for a, a, a big yeah, right. a, a big move. Who's to say it's not going to happen? It's a strike when the iron's hot I mean, yeah. in those situations. But exactly like Tottenham were top of the league. Oh, this could be their year. Harry Redknapp saying, I don't see why Tottenham, you know, he wasn't predicting they would. But all these teams... Wolves so, as well. Wolves. Yeah, well, exactly. You mentioned Wolves there and, and different clubs who have 
had a little rise and then they've had a dip and that, you know they've they've dropped off and it shows you I'm just sort of comparing that to Leicester's predicament it's not just Leicester who have topsy-turvy times it, it's so difficult to sustain it over a long period of time uh, right let's get our who's the fox back on the screen um Craig Bennett congratulations to you I feel like giving you a round of applause because you have for the first time uh, got who's the fox right that's our, how uh, easy it was in huh? our face Ranieri. Facebook card. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting a bit confused you're not reading the detail here I oh, know you need your glasses on when the picture comes on, he's going he's to hold his head in shame. Yeah, uh, <laughs> let's leave it on for about 30 more seconds to see if we can get a couple more people uh, having a guess. Uh, on Twitter, Burks has got it easily. On, on Facebook, as I said, well done uh, to Craig Bennett. I'm just trying to scroll back quickly now to see the others. There's a couple oh, more that have, well. have got it right as well. It looks like uh, Ali, the penny has dropped. Uh, well done to Rudy. Uh, You've got it right on Facebook as well. Helen Smith also guessed Claudio Ranieri, as, as you did, Ali, but you've now come to your senses, I'm sure. Yeah, I Claudio Ranieri. I was. No, you just said Claudio. <laughs> I, I know he did. I met at the Wellington medals run the next. You just saw a trophy, yeah. Yeah. You just naturally assumed it would be the it's Premier your, League, it's, maybe. It's your kind of beer that's in the way. I can't see it, <laughs> Yeah, go My on. beer belly. Let's get, the, uh, <laughs> let, let's get the right one on the screen then. Who is it, Matt Elliott? Oh, it's not him. It's not him. <laughs> There's a future one there. Uh, Come on, producer. <laughs> our producer's laughing. Put the wrong one moment. out. Uh, it's Matt Elliott. We, we all know that it is Matt Elliott. Well, you can't just tell us. We don't know if it's true or not, do we? The wrong one's on there. So. <laughs> oh, I was dying to see my face on the screen, Sam. Yeah, keep it that way. It's better. Don't worry. The less wrinkles on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the <laughs> better in silhouette. <laughs> um, well, yeah, we'll, we'll sort that out in a minute. But that's all right. It's fine. Good, fine. good day for you, wasn't that? That that was on this day twenty odd years ago, wasn't it? Twenty one years ago. Not, well, not this day. Couple of couple of days couple ago. Couple of days ago. Twenty seventh, I think it was, wasn't it? Of uh, February. Yeah. Twenty one years ago. One of mid. I oh, know. I know. I, know. I, like, I like reminiscing about it, but not on. <laughs> Being reminded how long ago it was, but yeah, no, wonderful day, wonderful day for me for loads of reasons. Well, scoring the goals, man of the match, lifting the trophy, what a time at Wembley, all the fans down there. Someone was due to be born on that day. Um, fortunately, he waited three days so we could celebrate, <laughs> and then uh, he came you, out on three missed, days. You'd have missed it anyway. Well, exactly. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he came out three days later, so we celebrated for another three days. Somehow, we got a win the next weekend against Sunderland. Don't know how we did that. Um, we've been been celebrating all week, and then on top of that, my dad is no longer with us, unfortunately. Back me first and last goal scorer, and he won six hundred quid. So that was a good day all round, and all downhill from there, I'm afraid. Uh, and it's uh, Martin O'Neill's birthday as well today, um, yes, which I is saw a nice that. little bit to add on. <clears throat> yeah, I saw that on uh, social media. What age would Martin be? Sixty-nine. I saw a great thing on, on social media. It was a clip of him, I think, at one of the World Cups or whatever. And he had, there was Fabio Cannavaro and Patrick Vieira were the, the guests that were on with him. And he, he absolutely stumped them by yeah. saying, Oh, I've won two European Cups. How many of you two won? And then and they, they wouldn't, yeah, yeah, they, they didn't say anything. And they kept quiet. <laughs> yeah. Which is seen nice. that. They probably wouldn't have realized that, would they? That's from before that time. But so he's 14. So he's only 45 when I signed for Leicester, I was 28. Yeah. Funny, in your mind they seem older. They do, yeah. you know, the manager and everything like that. Was he relatively young, wasn't he? But a wonderful man, Martin. Have much to be thankful to him for. But um, yeah, happy birthday in case he happens to be listening.
Unlikely. <laughs> he might be. You never know. You never know. Right, let's uh, do our final uh, quiz question. So it's one all, isn't it? Heading into the uh, the final couple. Um, so game on, really. Uh, we had a tiebreaker last week, which is the first time in ages that we have. So maybe we'll have another one. Uh, Matt Elliott, your question number two Coming in. is... What were we talking about? That League Cup triumph just then. Uh, where did you finish in the league that season? So in the 1999 to 2000 season, you won the League Cup, but where did you finish uh, in the league? Ninth. Oh. Seventh. In between, isn't it? Yeah, it's eight. Yeah. Eight. Uh, Ali, your question number two. Uh, Sheffield United uh, won last night uh, without their three first-choice central defenders that formed such a bond last season as part of their, their team that went on and did really well. Uh, last season, name all three of those uh, defenders for me, please. Good opportunity maybe for a steal, Matt. If uh, Ali can uh, only get two of them, you can come in with the third. <gasps> Egan. Um, you know what? I'm the same as you, Ali. They play regular in the Premier League. Like you, you normally get to know them, even if you don't follow that club too much, don't you? But now I'm stumped. Um, Egan, because I knew he was the last casualty I saw the game. Um, oh, my missus will go mad. She's a Sheffield United fan. She'll be screaming at the radio this evening. Uh, I'll give you five seconds if you can get... No, I'm stumped, mate. No. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to guess for that one. because so he's giving you have... one of the three. Oh, can we get the other two? Oh, I can't think of the other one. Basham. Yeah. I've got him. Um... Oh, no, this is going to be... This... Oh, I've got it. I've got it. He looks like Tags. He does a little bit. O'Connell. Yeah. Get in there. Good answer, mate. Yeah, he's like Tags, he isn't he? he? Yeah, he's out injured as well, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. they all three are all three at the are. moment. Oh, sorry. I didn't that, realize that what you that said. I didn't realize. Sorry. <laughs> you, you got the question you got by the default. Question right without knowing oh, it. You got it by default. My brain was too busy listening, like thinking, not listening. Sorry. I wouldn't have got a call. I, I could have got Basham. I wouldn't mate, have got O'Connell came from nowhere. Yeah, no, he's the same physique as Tags, isn't he? Yeah, well yeah. done. 2 uh, 1 then, heading into the final couple. Uh, Ali, your final question is. Uh, who missed Brighton's penalties in their defeat to West Brom on Saturday? Didn't watch it. Um, Moppy and Connolly. He could win here. Blank Yeah, that was a bit blank. Dunk. No, no, I know he had the free kick thing, Yeah, uh, Pascal him... Gross and Danny Welbeck, uh, both hit oh, the woodwork. Uh, Final one, you can still... I've got Gross. Yeah. You can still obviously win here. Coming in. Uh, how many clean sheets have Man City kept in the Premier League so far this season? Yes! He knows stats like... He, he don't know he's playing it on. He's, he's trying <laughs> to a put good the tactic, squeeze though, on. Because it has put the squeeze on. <laughs> it has, because I'm struggling anyway. Um, right, what, 20... Five games they played. So I'm going to go. Four, I can see too many though. Fifteen. Get in there! Where did you pull that from? 
knew it was a high ratio. I was, I, I, was, I was going 14 as well. Oh, very impressive. I nearly went for it. I went 14. Yeah, well done. 3 1 to Matt Elliott. Uh, <laughs> Cheers, and Al. to celebrate, we can put that picture on the screen. For oh, you. yeah, we you got that. It's all that bit tonight. You were dying to see it's it, weren't you? So there Look it is. Look at that beautiful. Look at that vein down here. A bit of pressure. <laughs> you can't see the tooth mark on the other side of your cheek either. Yeah, was, I've sunk his teeth into me celebrating, but pretended it was a battle wound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, a lovely place to leave it. I think uh, Matt Elliott's young-looking face uh, on the beautiful. screen. Uh, thank you uh, to everybody listening. Thanks to uh, to Matt and for Ali coming in, of course, uh, for us this evening. We'll be back with Match Day Live on Wednesday uh, for the game at Turf Moor against Burnley. Uh, we'll be on from 4.30, so do join us on LCFC TV.